1: During the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business.
0: This is going to be a fun one. This is specifically around the art of coaching. And we're going to talk about what to do when a client wants to or asks to take out a loan for Here we have home renovations, but it could be for any kind of major purchase expense. Correct. So why particularly this question today?
1: Yeah, I think that, well, there's a few things. First off, there have been some questions in the group over the course of, well, probably since the group started that talk about things like, you know, a client wants to take out a home loan to put in a pool or other things along those lines. And there's always this sort of debate that goes on. And the debate oftentimes comes from a very, we'll call it dogmatic viewpoint. It's, we don't do dogma around here. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why economists are famously non political. Same with physicists, they're famously apolitical. And the reason why is because most people take their political viewpoint and then fight, find the economics or the physics that be, that match that viewpoint. <laughs> and economists just don't care about politics. They just care about what does the, the actual data say?
0: Well, although I hear now they're left-leaning and right-leaning, so is nothing sacred in this world, Josh? Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. Well, there are economists that do the opposite. That, that, yeah, whatever. good point.
1: But the idea here is we want to be very careful about taking beliefs, taking how we view in this case debt, and then applying it blindly to people's situation. Because it's not about math. It's not about debt is good or debt is bad. It's about the person's life. And how does this fit into that overall life? And so that's, kind of is the foundation of why we decided to have this conversation. <laughs> right okay. it is to kind of take it a step back and look at the overall life.
0: Awesome. So yeah, so where would you like to start with this? That's a good question. I mean, do you want to start with where kind of how this conversation might come up? Or maybe what the coach's mm-hmm. potential reactions are? Or? Hmm, I'm seeing a couple different entry points. Yeah. So Yeah. We'll start with the coach's potential reactions
1: and you are going to have an emotional reaction to this
0: period. End of story. You can't not have an emotional reaction. Exactly. (laughs) If
1: you're a person that is follows Dave Ramsey, you are probably going to have an emotional reaction of this is a bad idea. You should save up for it. You should not be going into debt. If you are a person that has the, the client wants to put in a pool and what is thinking about putting in a pool themselves because you have kids of the same age and blah, blah, blah. You're probably going to have this excited, emotional reaction of, Oh, we're thinking about the same thing. If you're a person who lived in one bedroom as a child with two other siblings and the client is adding on. So each of their siblings has their own bedroom. You are going to have an emotional reaction out of your experiences relative to the experiences of this client's child. And so there is going to be an emotional reaction, whatever that is going to be. And it's important to recognize that emotional reaction that you have because you don't want to start pushing down a road with a client that is clouded by this emotion. And the only way to do that is to recognize that you're having it and start to have a conversation with yourself about how can this emotional reaction influence and blind me to to things and what do i need to do to compensate for that
0: i wonder how long it's going to be you know whether it's 1 month or pro- or 3 months until we start offering a subscription to headspace or calm a meditation app in launch, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and here so you can notice what's coming up for you and and hear the voice in your head i mean it's kind of what i'm hearing benefit yeah. of being able to just like have distance between you and your emotions or your reactions yeah i mean it, that's a very new
1: agey version of it i come on are you looking you're the new agey guy you're but the old agey guy i mean look at you yeah That's a basis of the Buddhism of recognizing yourself. It is the basis of psychology, right? Of self-awareness. So whether we look at it from a scientific perspective or from a ancient religious perspective or culture, ancient cultural perspective, the reality is being able to be aware of what's happening inside of yourself is a really important thing to being able to interact effectively with the outside world. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All of that being said, (laughs) once we recognize that emotional reaction, then we can start to unpack it with the client. And the client is also having an emotional reaction and is going to have an emotional reaction to whatever you say. And we don't want this sort of downward spiral of the emotions just spiral around each other. And so that's kind of our first step and As you are unpacking that, and it may take a while for you to think about that and recognize your emotions, if you are concerned about just sitting in silence with the client, a very easy way to buy yourself some time is to say, in as non-judgmental way, positive or negative as you can, oh, that's an interesting thought. Can you tell me more about that? That allows the client to delve deeper into it. And it gives you time, hopefully, as you're both listening to the client and thinking about it to kind of process your own emotional reaction that you're having.
0: That's good because I think you know, speaking from my own human experience, the less detail I have. So if someone says, Oh, like I want to take out a loan to buy a pool, the emotions and reactions come up based on the amount of information that I have and kind of my prejudgments about that. So Asking a client to give, to share more, I think it's both a good coaching tactic, a way to get more time, and it allows you to hear more information to hopefully minimize the, maybe initial emotional reactions or the judgments additionally. And I get that I, in an ideal world, even with more context, there would be still the minimal amount of, like you would have a minimal amount of emotional reaction and or judgment. Right. But assuming you're human, more context in my experience, has helped reduce some of those knee-jerk judgments that happen.
1: And and what I will say, having gone through my own journey of learning how to manage my emotional reactions is that you, you start off doing, doing it very quickly because you don't really know what you're doing. And you basically just pretend that you're managing and recognizing your emotions when you're actually rationalizing to yourself why your emotions are valid. I see you. I see you, sir. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then you get into this phase where it actually takes time, like a significant amount of time, to recognize the emotions and get yourself into a headspace where you're no longer being driven by them. Controlled, yeah. And as you as you do that more, that time starts to compress down to where it does get to a point where it happens pretty quickly. But most people will go through that journey of rationalizing their emotions and not really doing it and then taking time and then getting to the final stage.
0: And I think that's an important point so that people can not make themselves wrong for Mm -hmm. having those reactions and having it take some time because it's just all part of the process. It's not like, oh, you're wrong for being here. It's just, okay, that's where I'm at at this process and here's where I want to keep moving toward. Yeah, exactly. And then we get into... Is it a good idea? Yeah.
1: And the answer to that really depends on the circumstances and the reasons. Right. And the circumstances and the reasons are not things like, will it add value to the house or not? Right. That is a factor that should be looked at in consideration, but it should not be a litmus test. And in reality, there shouldn't ever be a litmus test. Yeah. And this is a really important thing. And it's one of the reasons why I bristle so much at dogma, why I hate most of the gurus that are out there because they do boil things down to a very simple litmus test. And while that can be helpful in thinking about things, we don't want to leave it at the litmus test
0: (laughs) in the same way that general information to a large group of people is going to have to be general. So understanding, yeah. right, that can be a a single starting point or a single entry point, but taking that as kind of the be all end all and running with it to the end, finish line, not helpful. Yeah. Got it.
1: And so, you know, one of the factors is that you that you might look at is what does it do to their financial situation? Another factor that absolutely should be looked at is what is the cost of this load? Yeah. But then there are the softer factors that are in my opinion more important than the financial factors.
0: And if you don't address those, the client isn't going to listen to your rational logical arguments okay. solely around the hard numbers anyway in my experience.
1: Well, yeah, I would agree with that, but they're more important in my ID in my mind because the numbers aren't that important to begin with. So those are things like, what does it do to their quality of life? What does it do for their lifestyle? What does it do for their experiences with their family and with their children and their spouse? And those factors are, in my opinion, more important than the financial factors. I had a client who was working with What was working two jobs, they had multiple real estate apartments, their spouse had two jobs, and they were working literally seven days a week, eight to 10 hours a day, trying to build up this wealth, had paid off all debt, doing everything, just checking every single box of every single personal finance, blog system, whatever, right, the whole fire thing. And I asked them, well, what, what, why are you working so hard? Right. What is the, what is the purpose? What what are we trying to do? And the answer was, well, you know, we have two young kids and we want to be able to spend time with our kids. So let's think about this going to work seven days a week, eight to 12 hours a day for the next 10 years so that you could free up time to spend with your kids Right around the time you <laughs> go off to call time with you. <laughs> yeah. Good point. And they, they completely changed at that point. Because it's not about building wealth. It's not about paying down debt. It's not about money. It's about how money impacts life. And we wanted we ought to be very careful not to place money in front of life. And so that becomes a big part of the consideration that you have to look into when asking a client why and analyzing what your recommendation is going to be one of the comments or one of the conversations that kind of prompted this was the conversation around the client a client wants to take out a home loan refinance their home to pull out cash to put in a pool and so the question was what should we do what are your thoughts and the vast majority of the people that we're answering it, we're completely and totally focused on the financial side of it. And they should save up money and save up the amount that they need to put in a pool. They shouldn't go into debt for this because it's a lifestyle expense. Completely bypasses the question of, how old are their kids? And how long is it gonna take them to save up that money? Because there is absolutely no point to save up money to put in a pool for your kids to be able to play in it when the time it would take you to save up money to put in the pool would get the, you to the kid's college because they're no longer coming into play in it anymore.
0: Or once every four months when they're back at home and they have right. their friends there and they'll just ask you to clean up the house after them and then kids, yeah. I don't have any, but I'm assuming they're a pain in the <laughs> they're If they were anything like me, they were just a pain in the ass. And so that
1: you, those factors are gonna be, are gonna override a lot of the other factors. And it's not to say that the financial factors are not important. That, that definitely needs to be considerations, but we just don't want to place them in ahead of
0: it. Yeah, and I was gonna get to maybe then like the order to we said it first, notice what's coming up for you and your own judgments or emotions. If you need more time, ask the client to further elaborate and then it sounds like start with the like what's important to them, yeah, their goals, why they want it, and then yes, financial considerations. You can't close your eyes and pretend that those don't exist, but those right. happen later in the process, yeah, not necessarily at the very first conversation or the very first thing that you
1: bring up. And this again is one of the concerns that I have with a lot of personal finance advice that's out there, which is it takes the personal, the financial things, and then says, okay, you need to build your life around the financial things. When in reality, it should be reversed. It should be, what is the life that you want to have? Okay, how do we make finances maximize that, not YOLO for today, but over a life period until you die? <laughs> and so it's really about reversing those two. And so it harms your clients when you come at it from that dogmatic standpoint.
0: I was just going to think, yeah, in multiple ways, A, it can keep them from getting what they want, but also the relationship with you and how open and honest they may be about what they actually want in the future if they feel they're going to be judged. Yeah, and it harms your business.
1: Yeah. I have a pretty good number of clients who have come to me and during our initial conversations prior to becoming clients they were asking me questions that made it very obvious that they had talked with another either financial advisor or financial coach who was under the model of get rid of all luxuries in order to maximize wealth building because they would ask questions like Well, I just want you to know that my manicures are really important to me. So if you ask me to get rid of my manicures, that's not going to work. Is that going to be a problem for you? And I have quite a number of them just literally say, yeah, we were talking with, we were working with someone else and we fired them because that was always what they were saying. And so I know for a fact that clients do leave and mind you, I have a very small microcosm. I imagine there's a lot more people than just the ones that come to me. Yeah. And so it will harm your business when you come at it from dogmatic purchase.
0: Yeah. So it's summertime. You're building the pool? or uh, yeah, great question. It's so, a big reveal? Yeah. So here's the
1: reality. Uh, we just finished a massive construction project. We then did a refinance of the property to pull out cash. So keep in mind, we just increased the mortgage the amount that we that we owe, we're paying interest on that. And that money is currently sitting in an account that's labeled, well, we'll call it limbo. And the reason why is because we don't know what we're gonna do with it. But one of the options is building a pool. And we're waiting to see what happens with a number of different factors, including Uh, construction costs, materials, and housing prices in general, and other things over the course of the next year. And then we may be putting in a pool, maybe doing something else with the money. There are certain sort of trigger points that are going to determine what we do with that money. Uh, But it is literally just sitting in a savings account earning not 0.05% And people, I'm sure there's lots of people thinking, you know, clutching their pearls. Oh, my stars and garters, you know, you're
0: paying X percent when you're. I'm sorry, but if anyone is saying, oh, my stars stars and garters, you need a better turn of phrase for when you get scared. Sorry, maybe this is my millennial self, different age. Anyway, continue. Really, that was the part that you got not clutching their pearls. <laughs> that uh, I've heard that from you before. That one I was yeah, going to yeah, slide. Okay. So the new, so it was the new thing that it, that got you. Yeah,
1: it was the new thing. But when we look at it, you know, the yes, we're paying interest, but that is a you want to look at. Well, we look at that as it is buying us flexibility. We're paying money. Yeah to receive flexibility, to be able to choose what's best for our, our family, our lifestyle, and our finances at a point. Once we know more information in the future, There it is. if that's hard to comprehend, there's a simpler way of looking at it. Would you be willing to pay a thousand dollars to be able to buy or sell a stock today? based on today's price, mm-hmm. but being able to wait six months later before you had to make the decision, mm-hmm. and a lot of people would be what, be very much willing to do that, because that's basically effectively having a crystal ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another thing that you want to look at, is what are you, yes, this is costing money, but what is that money buying you?
0: Yeah. And let's see, what did she say? He said when you're looking at Dave Ramsey's method, getting rid of luxuries or something that many of his listeners follow. It all depends on how desperate your client is. And I mean, I think that to a degree that's true, in a mm-hmm. sense, that where some people are, the pool isn't something that they are even considering because maybe you know, the pain of being in debt or yep. the emotional. Focus and what they truly do want is just to not feel that anxiety, pain, stress, fear. And they may want to pool, but it's just not. And Josh, you can correct me if this isn't sounding accurate because I'm doing it on the fly. But I just would you imagine that if we're talking about goals and priorities, their priority may be to not be in debt because that pain is so high versus thinking of more luxuries. Right. Just because the pleasure of having those things.
1: Yeah. And this is really where more robust financial coaching becomes becomes powerful or financial advising becomes powerful because it's Chi from launch that linear thinking versus uh, more complex versions of thinking, of more complex ways of thinking. Yes, they. when we look at luxuries, what's defined as a luxury? How do we define luxuries? I, I was just going to say, what does that even mean? I have clients who eat really, really healthy, high, by high-end organic food, and some of them do it because they're kind of like, oh yeah, I'm interested in it, so I'm, I, I like to do it because we have the money. Other clients do it because they have very, very specific, what's it called, health reasons for it. And they have health conditions. So is high-end food a luxury or not? Manicures as an example. And some people, yeah, it's nice to treat myself. Other people they view that as a major part of who they are, their identity, and a big part of how they relax. And so one person may view a manicure down here. There's my thing. with
0: the bar, you kind of have to put it. <laughs> Geez,
1: I am not doing it. down here on their priority there list. Others may put manicures up here on their priority list. And depending on where that falls on their priorities with everything else will depend on whether or not that is a luxury that we would want to advise a client to cut or not. And so even when you're looking at getting out of debt, it still comes into where do these things fall in the priorities of your lifestyle to help them decide what things should be cut versus not cut
0: yeah and i think the word luxury to a certain degree is problematic in the sense yeah. that like inherently has a judgment in it where like oh this is a luxury meaning you don't really need it yeah. and so yeah. do you really need
1: potable water like honestly do you you could get water out of a a mold filled Pond and filter it through rocks yourself and boil it. So, why are you paying for water to be delivered through your pipes? That idea.
0: Yeah. It's like, where does it start and when does it stop? It's just all yep. positioning in context of your own life and experience. Yes. So, probably good to stay away from that word because I think also at the end of the day, when even needs or, versus or at wants, least allow the client to define what falls into it. Yeah. Correct. And I think at the end of the day, whether we call it luxuries or need wants versus needs at the end of the day, it's there's something underneath it that if you get deep enough and you continue to ask why and why and why it, at least I believe it's not because it's just some frivolous thing. There is some underlying like deep seated need that they're trying to fulfill, whether it seems logical or not to you, and whether it actually is what they ultimately want because we're humans, we're complex. Sometimes we do things that don't actually help us get what we want because the way that which we're raised and we're complex. But um, yeah, I always think that even if it is a luxury there's a need beneath it. So our job as a coach is to figure out what that need is. And if the numbers don't necessarily work out or work out right now and, and you ultimately come to that agreement together then you can help them come up with more creative ways to fulfill that underlying need and desire in a way that works financially for them. Yeah,
1: and every one of those clients, by the way, that have come to me because they didn't want to cut out their luxuries, yeah, they're all doing extraordinarily well. It's just a matter of, I'm not telling them what to cut out, I'm helping them to identify what is important to them versus what is not.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: And they're keeping those things, they're just cutting out other stuff.
0: Right what's the podcast or the blog. It's like, you can have anything, but not everything. Yeah. You can afford a- anything, anything, but not but everything. Not everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anything else that you want to hit on before we wrap up? No, we've got a. It's true. A FCN town hall. Yes. That's some what people. I was looking for. I'm going to say for our uh, yeah FCN launch members, we're making some changes potentially to launch. So we're going to go see, what they think of those potential changes before we make them live so you can get some good feedback. And And make uh, adjustments if they've got better ideas. And input and (laughs) take that into account. So that's where we're headed off to. But you actually, in a couple of weeks, you mentioned how you're keeping savings in like a savings account at this point. And we do have a future live where we're gonna be talking about where or how can you save money? Where should you put it? and different options there. So that'll be a fun one. We have a conversation with some AFCPE people coming up in a couple of weeks too. So we got a fun little docket coming up for these. And as always, if there are any particular topics or questions that you have that you'd like us to cover on a future Facebook Live, put them in the comments, tag us just so that we get notified. That always helps us get through the sea of notification that Facebook always provides. And yeah, we'll add those to the list. So Joshua, my co-host, (laughs) Thank you, as always. I appreciate it. (laughs) I'm going to get a plaque. You should. (laughs) Make sure it's big enough that people can read it, even from where you are. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network
1: podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, It also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well.